excited about the series for the year. And if you're new here, every year I answer one question. That way you can never say you don't know what I'm talking about. After church, people like to ask you, what do you talk about? Well, you know it's one thing. This year's question that I plan to answer all year long is, how do you protect your future? Can you say that with me, please? Come on. If you ask me as a pastor, what's the one thing I'm concerned about? Not just as a church and as a pastor, but as a, as a man at 65 years old. What about my future? And how do I protect my future? Now, here's the answer. All year long, this is the answer. Repeat it with me, please. Say, improve your thinking. Improve your thinking. If you want to change everything in your life, it's all about changing the way you think. There's a verse in Philippians chapter 4 that helps us focus on today's topic. Today's topic. Now, that was the year's goal. This is today's topic for the month. I'm going to start with a theme that I just love. Repeat the topic with me for this month. Say thinking, thinking. about thinking. That's what we're going to do. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 says these words. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, I want you to think about such things. There is a book, always a book with me, right, by Craig Rochelle called Winning the War in Your Mind. It said, change your thinking, change your life. It's a great book. I just started, and then I just love this quote. Here's what he says. In recent years, an entire discipline of modern psychology has developed called cognitive behavioral therapy. Big term. This breakthrough teaching reveals that many problems from eating disorders to relational challenges, addictions, and even some forms of depression and anxiety are all rooted in faulty and negative patterns of thinking. Treating the, those problems begins with changing the thinking, changing that thinking, the one that gets you bound. So you can pray and say, the Lord deliver me, it's the devil. No, it's not. It's the way you think. It's the way you've been trained to think. And you can say, well, somebody, you know, something happened to me, it was traumatic, somebody did something to me, and it, it affected me. Okay, granted. But listen to these final three statements. I love this in this book. Here's what he says. He says, the life we have is a reflection of our thinking. Say that with me, please. Come on. The life we have is a reflection of our thinking. Man. Look around you. We always want to deflect to somebody else, but just for a moment. The life we have is a reflection of our thinking. Second statement I love. Do you like the direction your thoughts are taking you? Do you like it? Is this great? Would you say, my life is wonderful. I love these thoughts. They're just absolutely the best. That's, well, this is my favorite one. Oh, this is the last one. This one I want to commit to memory for the year. This is my, I put it in red in the notes. I mean, it's so cool. Man, our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. 
Our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. What we think will shape what we become. It's your thinking. It's the way you approach everything. So we're going to talk about thinking about thinking. There are four sermons this month, four specific topics that we're going to look at. This one today is thinking about thinking. Next week, it's going to be called Collision Thinking. Can you sit up with me, please? Come on. Oh, yes. You run into things. Bam. <laughs> Sometimes I call it running into yourself. You think one way, and then you have a challenge. It wakes you up, and you run into yourself. Collision thinking. I'm going to show you that in the Bible. Then there's something that's flat out called bad thinking. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5 is one of the key verses. Casting down all vain thoughts. Everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. I'm telling you, some things are just bad. I just don't, I just refuse in the morning, first thing, thing to think about what the news tells me to think about. I'm not cutting it on first thing. I'm sorry. I may read about it. I'm, you know, I scan it and say, okay, the world's still here. But to sit there for one hour and let them tell me, and, and, and define for me how I feel and define for me. I, I, now you can do what you want to do. I don't do that. I don't like to do it in the morning and in the evening. I just I watch TV. I got TVs in every room. I love TVs. I'm a movie theater person. I fly to New York to see a theater. I love theater. love all that stuff. But I understand the power it has in my life. I'm telling you, I'm that guy. If you go to the movies with me and I have popcorn, something scary, come on, I throw it up in the air. I've done that. I've done that. My wife was embarrassed. She'd tell me in a minute, hey, 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 put the popcorn down. Put the popcorn down. Give it to me. Give it to me. The whole theater laughed at me one day. All of them just fell out. I just, I'm, I'm a jumper. I'm a jumper. <laughs> that stuff works. It scares you. I know. Just keep laughing at the preacher. That's good. And then the last week, we're going to talk about elevated thinking. Can you say that with me, please? Come on. I love this verse, Isaiah 55, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my thoughts above your thoughts and my ways above your ways. Here's the problem. You think too low. You think too low. You're way down. Now, that's our digital Sunday, so everybody got to tune in because, you know, on the fourth Sunday, we all be home together. Digital Sunday. Y'all still praying for me? You know why I do that? Because I ain't tired. I've been running for Jesus a long time, and I'm not tired yet. We rest the pastor, but we don't rest the church. So fourth Sunday, we're going to all be home watching the digital sermon, Elevated Thinking. Let me just say this to you. I love this sermon. It's absolutely phenomenal. And it has challenged me to elevate my thinking. Because some of you, you, you just think too low. And I'll let you see my, my punchline. That's the fourth Sunday. I, I just, I just, I love, can I just step aside for a second? I, I, I'll preach, I, I'll get back. I love thinking differently. I do. I love the, the schedule. I love first, second Sunday in the building, 9 and 11 o'clock. I love it. Third Sunday, starting next month, we have special events. Like, for example, I'm doing the singles next month on third Sunday. And I got the baddest sermon you ever heard for single. I'm going to answer a question for you, one of my questions. I'm asking several. One of them would be, why are you not married yet? Some of you say, I'm going to tune into that one. No, some of you need to say, no, I need to hear the sermon why I got married. That's what you need to hear, right? That's for the married folks. <laughs> I, got, I mean, I mean I've, I've had some real revelation. I mean, some real powerful thoughts that have come to me. 
And I love the fact that I can break it into small groups. I love the Bible study, digital stuff. I love it. Okay, back on the sermon. Elevated thinking. You can't think another way. God's trying to reach you. I woke up this morning and I had a prosperity revelation. What is it? My business. I'm not saying it, but I'm telling you right now, it was a moment right there in my face, right there in my face. But I, my thinking was wrong, too low. I just turned, just turned it around and said, I believe if I lay before the Lord and open my heart, he'll show me. He'll guide me. Can I get an amen, somebody? Amen. Now, look with me, if you would, please, and let me list for you. Now, this is going to be a year look. This may shock you. Questions for the year. How you protect your future. Potential topics. You ready? Here's what I'm going to talk about. Potentially. Today, this month is thinking about thinking. Next month, it's called how you think about money. I'm going to talk about that. And I, a, the, the series is called Stagnant Thinking for the whole month, February. Then we're going to talk about forgiveness. And there's a series I'm going to do called Are You All In? Are You Totally Committed? Then we're going to talk about your spiritual life. I can't wait to talk about what it means to be spiritual and what it doesn't mean. I'm going to talk about how you think about yourself. You, not somebody else, just you. What's your view of you? What's your view of the future? Can you see one? I love to challenge older people like me, 65, stop thinking that your future is over. We're going to talk about church. What do you think about church? What do you think it should be like? We're going to talk about, I love this, a whole month I'm going to do a talk on men. Some of you say, I can just do that in one week, Pastor Rick. <laughs> well, I'm going to do one on women too. What we should, so I heard one clap. I heard that. I heard you. I said, that's so good. I'll make sure I'm here. I know. Uh, I, there's a book called The Female Brain that's just absolutely phenomenal. That is really a good book. It's a good book for men and women to read. It's called The Female Brain. And it talks about how women think, how men think, how little boys think, how little girls think. There's so many things we don't understand about each other. They're just fundamental. Then we're going to talk about youth. And we're going to talk about business. A lot of things. So let me ask you a question real quick. Give me some topics that you would like us to think about this year. Pastor Rick, give me some topics. Let me see what you'd say to me. What would be some topics? Just yell them at me. Just raise your hand, commit your life. I hope you talk about, and you can't give a speech. You just got to give me a topic now, okay? All right, give me a topic. Come on, somebody. Relationships, okay, what else? Communication, what else? Vision. Come on, somebody else. Purpose. Somebody else. Courage. All right, anybody else? Planning. Anybody on this side have a topic you like or you don't care? What is it? <laughs> any, any topics over here? Building a stronger marriage. Discipline. I used to hate that word. You know what I say now? I'm not really disciplined. I'm determined not to be that dumb again. That's why I'm, deter I'm determined. <laughs> Anybody been in the land of dumb? Raise your hand. Come on. Anybody had an apartment over there? You've been in? I used to call it the land of food. Anybody been there before? Mm -hmm. All right, give me two more topics. Two, two more and I'll stop. Creativity, commitment. What was another one? Obedience. Budgeting. All right. Now, now see, everybody can say, I kind of know where he's going. Now, when he's going to do those, I don't know. But 
there's something about learning how to think and put those things in perspective. Philippians chapter 4, if you go back to that verse, verse 8, I want to read it from the message version of the Bible. Here's what it says. Summing it all up, friends, I'd say you do best by filling your minds and meditating on things that are true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious. The best, not the worst. The beautiful, not the ugly. Things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you've learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that, do that, and God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. There is a good way to think, and there is a bad way to think. Both, both approaches have the greatest impact on your life. And for some of us, that's the issue. Now, I love the fact that in this text, he says, good thinking is based on truth. If you're honest, there were things you thought for years that just were not true. Imaginary assumptions you had. Good thinking is described as positive in verse 8 through 9. I'm not saying, I'm not saying be naive, but you should not be basically negative. If you're not careful, you will start your day with a negative thought and end your day with a negative thought. Thirdly, good thinking is tied to being disciplined. It is. It is. It's, 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 and, and being discipled. Who taught you to be positive? Who taught you to be negative? Who's discipled you? Some of you have friends. They disciple you in negativity all the time. Good thinking is a sign of God's presence because peace comes with it. Now, that doesn't mean you live in some phony world where you're pretending. That doesn't mean that at all. What it means is you've identified in your life patterns of behavior that can, that can keep you stable because see, all of us are on the verge of clicking out. <laughs> I'm telling you, in this job I have, it doesn't mean you click out. Sometimes I say, if anybody else died, Jesus, if anybody else died, please. I had five in a week. I need y'all to live so I can go to sleep. But things happen. And sometimes I'm on the verge, but I can't act like it. When they call the pastor, you got to look like you're okay. If you in there wailing, everybody else wailing, we're going to never get out of here. You have to learn to manage your thoughts. And that brings me to the verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We'll do a whole sermon on this verse, but I'm going to read it for you. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power. I love that. They have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. Now, sometimes you read that stuff and you go, that sounded really great, but what did it mean? Here's what it means. Bad thinking uses the world's weapons. Some of you, you're still cussing people out. That's right, look straight ahead. <laughs> don't comment, don't say amen, just... Focus. 
Because if, <laughs> if I catch you at the right moment, with the right issue, oh, you'll let out one of them big old bad words. Can I get an amen, somebody? You ain't going to say it. Are you? you ain't going to say it. No, I ain't saying nothing, Pastor. I'm silent. You told me to look straight ahead. I had a Christian, Christian boss. He's, he was an executive in a corporation. He said, Pastor Rick, I just, man, I'm, man, listen, man, man. I try to talk to them. They don't hear what I'm saying. So I just cuss them out. They hear me real good. <laughs> so he told me, he said, he just cuss them. He said, that, that works. They just instantly, straight ahead. That's the world's weapons. See, you're still fighting with the world's weapons. This text says, bad thinking sets, up, sets itself up. I love this. It sets itself against the knowledge of God. So God thinks this way, and you say, no, I don't think that way. Now, I want you to think about this for a second. You know God don't want you to be that high. Again, don't say anything. Just look straight ahead. <laughs> don't comment. Don't, just, just look just like that. If you're home, nobody's in your house. Nobody can see it. Just keep looking. But you, you, you fight against the knowledge of God. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say a couple of things, and I'm, I'm, I promise I'm going to hit and run. Your sexual attitude towards, you, you know, you don't, you don't believe like him. You ain't waiting. Crickets. <laughs> the mood is right and the music's low. Watch out. See, here's what he says. Casting down all vain, vain imaginations that resist, that stand against the knowledge of God. You don't agree with him. You don't agree with God. You, and let me tell you, that's a healthy way to process for a minute because now we can talk about how you're thinking. And if you, if, you don't, if you don't pause and say, when I get depressed, I go get high. That's how I resolve my issue. Or I, or I call that phone number that's going to come over. Not for a prayer meeting either. But that's how I think when I get to a certain place, I'll cheat. If nobody's there, look to the left, look to the right. Hey, what they don't know won't hurt them. That's not God's thinking. So if you can at least admit that, if you can say, I am going over here to flirt. This is not a missionary trip. That's how I think. Now, I'm not talking about how I think. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know, <laughs> Don't be messing up my message now. But if you're, but I'm, no, I've had moments with myself. I had moments with myself. I, had, I, I thought about this the other day. I was, you know, I, I was, I was, um, yeah, should, should I tell this? Why not tell it? Don't be telling me to tell stuff. You ain't telling nothing. I'm up here. I'm by myself up here. Praise God. Me, oh, my time almost up anyway. Praise God. No. <laughs> so, no, you get up any time, Pastor Rick. Come on. Sometimes you don't realize how you think until somebody points it out to you. That's why relationships are really important and friendships are important. And some of you run from friendships and intimate relationships because they force you to think. You need, you need to have people in your life who don't think like you. That's why marriage is so hard for people. They want to be married, but when you get married and you realize they don't think like you, it's a whole different ball game. They, they believe in bathing every day. You don't. <laughs> you don't think that's necessary. You just, you know what I'm saying? You just... No, I'm being honest with you. Some people don't believe in that every day. Some people don't believe in, you know, like, for example, um, something simple. 
I am trying to dodge what I'm about to say. I promise I'm going to go back to it. Just remind me grocery store. Don't let me forget the grocery store story, okay? But, but you know, why, I, I, my, my house, we, we would use one um, uh, washcloth a day, not, not two days, three days. Well, some people, that's not true. I stayed with people, and they were shocked that I needed a new washcloth every day. And one person I stayed with came to me and said, uh, back in the day when you stayed with people and you preached, you know, uh, uh, Reverend, are you using a new one every day? <laughs> thought, yes, I am, because that one's dirty. <laughs> Wash, there you go. But it was just my mother and I, it was only two people, see? See, but that was how we, we, we you know, some of you the same, I, see, I can't, I ain't in that. See, until you marry somebody, you, you start running into what they think like. Watch this, last one, last example. When I go to a hotel, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I always make the bed up and just look like they made it up. That's me. Now, I go with people. They said, I ain't doing that. That's their job. I'm robbing them of their job. See, I don't think that way. So with me, you got to make the room up. When these kids travel with us, I tell them, you have to make your bed up or you don't eat. <laughs> Breakfast will be delayed until the rooms are organized. <laughs> say what you want to say. That's your pastor. Deal with me. That's different. See, the way I think, that doesn't mean I'm right but I am in charge, <laughs> and we will make the beds up, praise the Lord. When you're in charge, we can leave it all you like you want to leave it. That, that's just me. Do you think like God? You go to church, but you don't think like him? Okay, grocery store. I'm about to, you know I'm about to get out of that story, right? I, um, I told it before. It's a girl... I, I, I kind of liked her before I met my beautiful, wonderful wife. And, um, and I would always go to her, 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 her aisle, you know. And so finally, um, we start talking on the phone, you know. Got to switch numbers and call. And so one day, now, I, I wasn't, it wasn't official. Wasn't any, like, commitments. Just kind of feeling each other out. You know what I'm talking about? Say amen, make me feel better. Come on. So... I, between that, I, I got a girlfriend somewhere in there. So I said it in passing. She stopped me cold. Excuse me, back up your train. She helped me see a way I was thinking. She helped me. She said, now let me ask you something. You know you come to the grocery store and come to my aisle. You know you gave me your, we, we're talking on the phone. I'm thinking you might be God's choice for me. And you slide in there that you got a girlfriend. I don't think that's right. I said, well, I'm conf now I'm confused. I don't know what to do. Now, you may judge her or judge me. I don't know what you think. But here's what it made me say. Be clear. And from that day, I've been clear. <laughs> she, she set me straight. There's something about somebody coming into your life and helping you see yourself. You're evasive. You're not being straight. You're almost honest, but you're not quite there. There's something about your thinking that can help you change your life. So how do you think? Bad thinking sets itself up against the knowledge of God. You do not love like he tells you to love. Think like he tells you, give like he tells you to give. None of that, none of that. 
You don't deal with people when you're angry the way he would. Bad thinking takes you captive and makes you disobedient, the verse says. Are you captive to bad thinking? Are you in a place right now where your thinking is bad and you just say, I feel. Who cares how you feel? That's not the point. Obedience is not about feeling. That's why you go to work when you don't feel like it. Paycheck is a motivation. Broke is a motivation. You learn to adjust your thinking and adjust your feelings. Come on, say, I must adjust and discipline my feelings. Your feelings are not saved. Your feelings are not born again. Your feelings are not always right. Your feelings can be off. Your feelings are your feelings, but God is God and God is right. Come on, say amen. God is right. Or maybe you disagree with that. You might. You might disagree with that. You may say, no, I'm right. I'm grown. You know, when you get to be a young adult, boy, you get to talk about you grown. Oh, I'm grown now. I'm 18. Woo. I'm 21, 25. You start talking about how old you are. I had a few times my kids told me their age. I said, I didn't know that. <laughs> Thank you for informing me. I appreciate your information. <laughs> Tell me how old you are. I am now. Okay, okay. I hear you. I hear you. I understand because I've been there. But I'm going to tell you what time will do. Glory to God. Time will teach you that your age is not the issue. Time will teach you that your, your view of yourself is not the issue and your positive confession is not the issue. It's obeying God. That's the issue. In the end, when it's all said and done, he's the one you stand before. And he's the one that's right. What about my opinion? He cares about your opinion. Good parents do. Good parenting is listening and negotiating and trying to help them see why I don't want you to put the hands in the fire. Good parenting is about counseling. Sometimes you think that you're letting that child talk to you. Yes, because you won't always be able to jack them up. You got to win their mind and their heart. If they're confused about something, you don't need to mock them. You need to embrace them. There was a time when I was a child, uh, my mom and daddy would say something. If they didn't, I'd slap me down. I wouldn't dare talk back to my mama like that. You, boy, that's why they don't talk to you now. Because they can't talk back to you. They can't say anything to you. They can't ask you a question. They can't ask you about your inconsistencies. They can't ask you about your thinking. Why is it that we're always late? Why is it that we're always broke? Why is it that I can't do things? Why I can't go anywhere? Why is it? Why is it? Why is it? You can't ask those questions. That's why when they have a real problem, they come, can't come tell you. There's something about letting people talk to you and opening your heart. Let me tell you something. If you want to change your life, Think about the way you're thinking. Because I, I promise you, if you don't deal with how you think, there's a collision coming. And I'll talk about that next week. Let's all stand together.
No, we're going to give God a hand clap. Give God a hand clap for real. Come on, Father, we thank you today. Why don't you talk longer? Because I don't want you to go sleep. People can only hear so much at a time. Father, I pray today that the thinking, the way we are processing, would align itself with you. If we're honest, some of us disagree with you. We don't see it the way you do. And you're okay with that. Because you love us enough to guide us to the truth. You love us enough to give us a time, time to adjust. You love us enough to help us down this road. So God, I pray that as we leave the service today, both in this building and at home, that you touch them. I pray for blessing on them. I pray your blessing on Michael O'Quinn in California. Bless that brother. Yeah, Mike, I'm talking about you. Bless him, strengthen him, heal him, give him all the things God he desires. Let his mind be aligned with you. Let his spirit be aligned with your spirit. I pray, God, for your grace upon everyone in this building. May the hand of God be with them. And may you help them receive all you have. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. With every head bowed, every eye closed before we have our communion service. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Ricky, I realize that what I need is prayer. I need, I need Jesus to align himself with my thinking. I need to align myself with him. I need to review my walk with God. And I want you to pray for me before I leave today. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Rick, pray for me and my walk with God. I want you to raise your hand. All right now I want to pray for you. I see you. I see you. I see about a dozen hands up. Father, we pray for those whose hands are up today in the building and those who are online saying the same thing. Healing and grace to them, I pray. And I give you praise, Lord, for your touch. You died on the cross to free all of us. Help us. Some of us are rededicating our life. Some have seen areas in this sermon where we have been out of alignment with your thinking. We're opening our heart to a new conversation with you. And we give you the praise and glory for it. In Jesus' name, everyone say amen.